0: hello everyone and welcome to the otherworlds gg community cast this is episode number one i am table for two you guys can call me hunter if you'd like um, otherworlds gg is uh, a new community that we are starting uh something that we've been working on it's a passion project of mine as well as my partners in crime here that are on the podcast with me specifically mellified and uh, alien pickle Um, Melified Yes, there he is Um, Melified and I um, have a strong sense of games preservation and um, retro games and that's going to be a huge uh, portion of what we do with our community. It's something that we're really passionate about but it is not limited to that. It's limits. It's going to include uh, gaming of all kinds and um, storytelling and world exploring of all kinds. So it's not just limited to games in general, but games are definitely the the core of the community that we're building. Um, but uh, how about you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? I mean, we got, like I said, we got Melified. We got Alien Pickle. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves.
1: This is Melified. I am a A lifelong gamer. I've been fortunate enough to work professionally in the games industry for the last 25 years or so Um, on the engineering side, uh, building big multiplayer systems. Although, kind of took that experience and now I work at Twitch doing, uh, you know, similar things for Twitch's website and keeping everything running there. So, um, definitely excited to be. You know, working with you guys and talking about games every week. uh, Really, really exciting.
2: I'm Alien Pickle, otherwise known as Jim. Um, Been an edgelord since 1996. Uh, (laughs) Is that my qualifications? Oh, boy. Something like that. Yeah, there you go. Now, I I did uh, some game press stuff back in the day. And uh, got out of that in about 2003, and uh, it had basically just turned into like a hobby thing at that point, and uh, then went into podcasting and stuff, and did a uh, like a bad movie thing for several years, and then did a space game show for a while, and now I'm doing this.
1: Well, when you say bad movie thing, does that mean you were making bad movies or you were? uh... It was a show about, (laughs) it was actually called
2: bad movie com. I don't know who owns the domain now, so don't go there, but yeah. uh, yeah. Um, Malware detected. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But it's, yeah, it was interesting. It it was kind of like the same sort of movies that like mystery science theater dealt with, but we didn't talk over the movie. We would just watch the movie and then talk about it afterwards. So, if you've if you ever watched uh, Red Letter Media's Best of the Worst, it was basically that format about ten years before they started doing it. So, pretty much that.
0: Other Worlds GG is definitely like I mentioned earlier in the cast is as a labor of love that uh, Melified and I had um, in the back of our minds, and uh, we kind of came together collaboratively and had similar goals in mind for it and since jim and i are really good casting friends we've done the podcasting thing and gaming thing for a while we decided to go ahead and extend the invitation for him to come along and be a part of the party and so there you go um and that's and that's where we're kind of at um you want to
1: talk about gilded and why yeah sure absolutely up and coming platform yeah Yeah, i would like to know uh, that
2: too because it's (laughs) kind of strange
0: Absolutely. And the and the joke and the joke here too is like this is our you know, episode one, but it's our third time attempting this recording, so but um so gilded dot gilded.gg is is the website, but gilded is a competitor to Discord. Um they launched earlier in the year twenty twenty, um as uh, a direct competitor to Discord because Discord is while Discord is great, they're moving away from the gaming-centric mindset to a more broad open platform, say kind of like your Zooms or your Microsoft Teams and stuff like that. And while these platforms in and of themselves are great, um, when looking to build something new from the ground up, it was something that mellified and I took an interest in because we saw the potential that Gilded had some of that potential, including things like building out forms within Gilded, building out calendaring and scheduling for your community document collaboration, all kinds of tools like that. And Gilded being new to these things, they're still working on their platform. So there's still, you know, some, some features like the video sharing and stuff like that are in beta, but um, they're, they're growing rather rapidly and they're making improvements on a fairly regular basis. And, we're pretty excited about that because, as a new platform, as an as a new community that we're trying to endeavor to build, we figured why not start with something that's also new in and of itself, and kind of grow with the platform as our community grows. The the, the some of the key features that we really loved about Gilded was the was the calendaring and forum like integrations, so that you can actually and so instead of actually having to you know go out and build a website and pay for all this hosting and pay for the forums and those kinds of things. And, you know, you need, it's like, it's separate, it's separated away from the centralized, you know, communication of the group. Gilded has all of that built in together. And we absolutely loved everything about that. And a lot of the features that they're working on or have already implemented. So it would take several bots and a lot of customization and overhaul just to get anything remotely similar to a function through discord and this isn't to be a slam against discord we like i mean we're we're technically we're using discord right now for part of the recording aspects of this but um that's not to say that we couldn't use uh gilded as our as our voice chat for while we're doing the recording hindsight's 2020 i guess we could have done it over there but um but yeah, we'll see. But uh, moving on, though, like we've definitely we've definitely had some interesting stuff with like the games platforms out uh, out there right now. Um, we've had a, a new generation of game platforms launched with the Xbox Series and the PS Five. I I would love to get my hands on an Xbox Series X. Um, uh, I'm not I have not really been a huge PlayStation fan, but I know I think of anybody here Mullified you you at least have one, if not both of these platforms. Is that correct?
1: Well, I certainly was, you know, uh, neck deep in the PlayStation ecosystem with the PS4. Uh, prior to that, I was kind of a little bit of everything, but I usually end up with one primary, and that was PS4, the beginning of last gen. Um, and I get to say it now, last gen, the old stuff. Um So with with the return of um, Microsoft in a real powerful way, you know, the Xbox One X uh, really won me back over to the Xbox ecosystem. Um, This might be a little crazy, sound a little crazy, but I have seven Xbox Ones in the house um, between my kids. Three boys, my wife and I each have one. I have one in my office, and then we have one in our RV for when we travel. You so like you could make yeah. like a Xbox Beowulf cluster and super compute. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm trying to think of what I'm gonna do now because I've upgraded I bought two series uh X's. Um and so I'm you know I've got a couple extra Xboxes lying around that I'm trying to figure out what to do with. But um my my hope is um to you know continue to invest in the xbox ecosystem and i i really feel like that uh has paid off in a surprising way uh over the last year in that game pass uh, xbox game pass ultimate uh, my kids have gaming laptops pretty recent i have a gaming laptop my wife took over my my old desktop um and we each have xboxes so we're kind of you know foot in both worlds but with um with game pass ultimate you know we have access to uh a pretty hefty library of games on both both sides of the fence and so um at least for the foreseeable future you know i anticipate we'll be uh you know doing a lot of xbox and uh, i don't know hunter do you want me to get into like why xbox versus pc i know that's always a big question i get from my (laughs) oh
2: god yes do it because i have opinions
0: (laughs) well well i mean you you definitely can i've i've definitely i've definitely um i'm i'm kind of i wouldn't say i'm xbox over pc or pc over xbox i kind of feel like my 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 shoes and just like the microsoft door so like I I, that to to me to me I feel like my Xbox One X is like a companion to my PC. It's like it 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 uh it accents what I do on it personally. Like that's that's just kind of like how I how I view it, but uh by all means let, let's hear it.
1: I know for me, um the probably the biggest consideration there is you know I can just sit down and play, and I have my PC hooked up to my TV in the family room, same as my Xbox. Um, but I swear to God, you know, we were joking earlier about uh, some troubles with the podcast, and you know, Jim made the comment, "Oh, you need to upgrade your NVIDIA drivers," and like that's just normal life on the PC side. But you know, on the Xbox, like every once in a while, I get a dashboard update, or maybe I have to download a, a game update that the system didn't do for me. But by and large, beyond that, the thing just works, and you know, particularly um, voice chat party system is just simple. It's easy, and we're talking about you know the 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 shattering of um the the Discord gilded you know that space. Well, guess what? On Xbox, there's only one choice that anybody uses because it's built into the system. It's just there. So you know, I get on the Xbox, I can find people in multiplayer, I can play multiplayer, I can chat. Um, The sync game save sync is universal and automatic um, between any console. If I log in, it'll download my save game for the whatever game I'm playing. I can download my games as well. So I love that simplicity. I love that. Just, you know, pick up the controller and go on the PC side. I love cheating. I love mods like there are games that i have strong opinions about where the which ring of hell the game designer should should go to when they die because not that i want them to die of course but just in terms of i hate the way that this particular part of some game works and with you know mods and cheats i can get around that i can do play the game the way i want to play it and i really love that control on the pc side um, I just hate a lot of things about Windows. I hate the management of it and the, the maintenance of it. So, um, you know, <laughs> I still haven't figured out what's wrong with my Punkbuster. You know, I have some <laughs> process that is hooking the Punkbuster service when it runs. And that prevents Windows from deleting and re-adding the service, which apparently is required for Punkbuster to work. And I have like zero idea of how to figure that out other than anecdotal you know, Reddit posts from the last five years to try to find something relevant. So um, that stuff drives me crazy on the PC side. So it's definitely uh, love-hate for me with Windows, where um, there's definitely things I don't like about Xbox, but by and large, I can just play my games, which ultimately, at the end of the day, is what I want to do, right?
0: Yeah, so let's yeah,
1: I, I skip the whole Xbox, the Xbox One
2: ecosystem. I had a couple of 360s because the first one red ringed and uh, then I bought the the slim you know the the black one it was I like that one a lot Um, haven't had it hooked up for a long time though because it's just like I'm in front of the PC you know but the um, the case that I have for the Xbox One X though is microsoft's game pass because i pay for it on the pc which means all those things that are on xbox i can just sit in the living room and play Mm -hmm. so that would be a nice thing um and because of the cross-platformness of it but the other thing that is the use case is not so much the the modern games but it's things that are like the old xbox like original xbox games that they sell on the store like I desperately want to play Crimson Skies again,
0: and I, I have it. I have it, dude. Talked you into it. How do you like that? Did I you? love it. So here's the. So here's the deal. Here's and 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 for for anyone who anyone who's listening, if you have like an older console, like an Xbox 360, that you still love, but maybe you have been drawn more towards the PC platform. The 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 interesting thing about some of these newer platforms, like the Xbox, um, the Xbox One. You know, series and the Xbox series of Xboxes and even the PlayStation um, uh, what was it? I think PlayStation 5 has this, too, where you can like stream your gameplay to the PC. That's a nice feature and it's a cool feature and I, and I like it, but it's not necessarily for everybody because not everybody might have a good network set up or have their network set up properly to make that function in a, in a good way. It's a little bit of an investment, but I highly recommend that if you have a, an old console that you would love to play but you're at your computer a lot, invest in an Elgato HD60S. And I and I say that because the software does a one-to-one pass through. So, as you're as it's hooked up, like I don't even <clears throat> excuse me, I don't even have my i don't even have my um my elgato hooked up to an output of like a tv it's just sitting there as an input for my xbox one x and then the the uh usb 3.0 connection is right into my computer and then i use the elgato software which can go full screen um to play my console on 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 my computer and i can you know if i wanted to like you know capture that for twitch it makes that super easy um, but it's a one-to-one and it looks good cause it's, it's H- it's HD, it's 60 uh, frames a second. You know, it's, it looks really good and it plays really good. So anything that's like in my, in my store, uh, that I want to get and play or anything that I want to download through game pass, that's like the console versions. And some things on game pass are only console and some things are only PC. Some are both. So I mean, it's like the best of both worlds. And the nice thing about it running through an app onto my computer is I can just minimize that screen. And then it's just like any other app on my computer. So it's like I'm minimizing my Xbox while I'm playing. And so it it keeps it nice that way.
1: I'll point out that for those people like me who have a Mac uh, in the household, the Elgato software works on the Mac so you can have an actual gaming experience. On your mac while you're uh, while you're
0: doing stuff, which is really nice. Hey mellified? Get out
1: yeah. <laughs> stuck with the Mac for work. So <laughs> I, I you know that's what's on my desk. and actually you you got me thinking like, oh, I could hook my my second Xbox uh series X up to the Elgato, have it running through the Mac so I don't have to switch back and forth inputs. But that actually would be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, and it's really nice because you can you can adjust the volume and then like you know if I can I can be playing my Xbox and be sitting here on Discord on my computer even. And because I'm because I'm a heavy PC user, I also have like four screens and you know I'm, I'm constantly multitasking, so like I can have Discord up on one screen and I can have my Xbox up on like the center screen as I'm playing something and, and chatting with you guys. The other thing that and, and, and to Melified's point earlier about like, you know, sometimes the PC just breaks on you. For whatever reason forza horizon 4 just will not work for me anymore i've tried uninstalling reinstalling rebooting updating drivers uh, rolling back drivers the game just stopped working for me completely and so i was just like well i've got my xbox here i'm just going to uninstall it from my computer and call it a day and i'm just going to play on my xbox and it's just because it's all right here and that got me thinking even further i was like well what games do i have on my computer that i play on a regular basis that are also on my xbox and i was like well shoot I could just migrate a bunch of this stuff over and free up a whole bunch of space on my computer and just not worry about it and just play off of my Xbox. So, you know, and like I said, it's just a nice compliment to the, the fruit. In my mind, I think the Xbox is an, an amazing companion console to a PC player. Um, you, you do have to do a little bit of investment. I feel like to to, to do a really good setup, because while the all the in home streaming thing is nice and it can work, especially if you've got really good Wi Fi or like a like a really solid wired connection, it can work. But then you're beholden to that network connection to be reliable for your continued play, and um, sometimes that can get cut out. And the other awkward and weird thing about the streaming portion is, is the store doesn't work. It's so like you can't make any purchases or you can't um, get anything through the store if you're doing the game stream from the console to the PC, as where if you use something like an Allegato, you totally have access to the full the full gambit.
2: Hey, so you were talking before about streaming from the PC to your phone and uh-huh. from the yeah PC to your shield tablet and and that stuff. Is the Xbox gonna just stream straight to a phone? Can you do that so, with it now?
0: So you, yeah, yeah, yes, and no. So, like, you you definitely can. So, like, they Xbox is Microsoft is going through a couple of phases right now. So they definitely have a, a few things kind of like that they're they're working on. You, their 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 game cloud, uh, their the the game cloud, their or I guess they call it their X cloud, um, which is their Game Pass essentially works. They have a Game Pass app, and you can just stream right from Game Pass to your phone or, you know, and, and play that way. However, they did have their Xbox app, which also allowed, allows you to uh, connect to your Xbox and stream the Xbox to your phone as well. But that's kind of like been funky as of late. It hasn't like, and from my experience, it hasn't been like working quite as well as say, just like the generic game stream has. Um, but I was able to sideload the game pass app onto my Nvidia shield um tv and i can game and i can use the game pass game stream and like i was you know i was playing uh super lucky's tale i was streaming it to uh to my nvidia shield and in, in my bedroom and and that worked really well so um i would love to see them add that functionality like kind of like the the console streaming functionality into one app i'd like to see one singular app that lets me stream from the cloud or from my console to my devices um but i I, they don't have that right now so it's kind of in two apps and 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 the console to device app doesn't work quite as well in my opinion
1: the the pc or xbox series x to pc streaming is broken right now unfortunately uh the app doesn't support it for whatever reason presumably they'll they'll bring it back um hdr support gets really wonky though when you start talking about streaming um so if you have an hdr device on one side or the other you know all this kind of goes up in the air as to whether it works or how well it works unfortunately
2: It's my use case for the Xbox is basically the, to play stuff in a different room that I'm already playing on the PC, but I want it to actually exist on that console, not just stream it from the PC out to the TV. So it's like we, we had that discussion the other night that uh, it's like I would prefer like if I stream stuff on the PC that it not actually take over my screen and then stream the screen but actually well, just like have a virtual screen that it went to and then just project the virtual screen. That way my PC just looks like it's asleep, but it's actually doing the processing, but it doesn't take the screen to do it.
0: Well, I see, and and part of that conversation we had the other night, though, is, is that that kind of nullifies the whole point of that. Like, if you're going to be in the other room playing that game, then you're not using your PC anyway. And then you brought up the point about, like, well, what if I want somebody else to do it? Well... Then you know you're gonna have to have another computer that does that, and you know, like you know, if, like your wife wants to do that, and you just set it up off of her computer to do the same thing.
2: So, what about do- a central in the house? Like, I just have a PC in <laughs> the closet, and then wherever I sit down with a gamepad.
0: I mean, then, you could like- you could set that up. I mean, I've there, I've 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 seen people use tutorials on using Amazon um, services to set up their own quote unquote X Cloud for themselves. So essentially they've set up their own private like whatever in the cloud and they they're able to stream games to their computer that way using like some steam stuff and some other functionality that way i don't i don't really recommend that because that gets a that gets a little goofy um and that's not for everybody to do that's like a tinker kind of thing if you're into tinkering then by all means but what i'm
2: trying to say is i am i am the biggest stadia fan
0: (laughs) no i highly doubt that i'm 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 not a stadia fan i don't think i don't think stadia as a platform i I I don't
2: think that people make it like
0: it i just i here's 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 the deal at the end of the day stadia is an interesting concept but the way microsoft and these other places are doing it this these are bonus features like people still love having their box to play games off of right and to have that box in their room to install the games on so like they don't always have to be connected to the internet to play games or it doesn't always have to take up their internet bandwidth because we still have we still have an internet infrastructure issue in the US for example like the US internet infrastructure is is a is a weird amalgamation and I'm not going to get into that on the show but it is a problem that is justifiable for people who don't always want to be connected to the internet all the time to be streaming gameplay you know they they still want to spend the money buy a console spend 50 bucks on a game or 60 bucks on a game and then call it a day game pass makes that <clears throat> excuse me game pass makes that interesting because you can get access to games and then like download them directly to your box and then once they're downloaded to your box you have them on your box and you just play that way
1: um well game pass but you you can do that you can play the games in Game Pass from the cloud. You can play the games you own from the cloud that are are enabled. So you have kind of all of those choices with Game Pass with Stadia. It's basically go buy the game and then we'll let you stream it.
0: Right. And that game only lives in their ecosystem in the cloud. Like there's no other way to get access to that game other than using their service to play that game through streaming. And I think that's the thing that bothers people.
1: Yeah, well, it it definitely does, especially with Google's track record of shutting things off with very little notice because you just theoretically lose that library. But I will go one step further and point out the worst part about Stadia, in my opinion, is that a lot of the multiplayer games that involve, you know, a bunch of other people, the Stadia version, you are only playing with other Stadia players, which means you're playing with, you know, a handful of other people and based on time zone and when people play, you could be in, you know, for example, destiny two in the tower, which is normally this hub of activity by your freaking self, you know, and that just wrecks a lot of games in terms of their multiplayer, uh, design. So. At least um, they don't
2: charge you an additional $20 a month to have the (laughs) player turned on so that you can play with nobody.
1: That's true that's true
2: but so I've never understood with the with the whole xbox eco i mean it, it's like now that it's game pass plus xbox gold or whatever mm-hmm.
0: yeah they've combined the,
2: all makes, that together yeah it makes sense right there's right. A value to it but before right. when it was like oh you bought the console now you got to subscribe for however many dollars a year just to have the functionality of multiplayer i have thought that has always been bullshit
0: yeah, well and you know. and for for what it's worth though and that, and I think you that that's a great point for like you know people back in the day where it was just like well I have a PC and I can play all the games I want for free across the internet it's just like look you know look at all this stuff you know and back in the days of like you know you had all the the community run servers and then you know all the bundled games that were coming out for like the longest time where you just had access to all of these games that you could just play with your friends for hours on end without spending a penny Meanwhile you had to pay a premium service just to be able to play like halo with your buddies on on Xbox and I think the I think the the value feature that you just mentioned with uh game pass I mean I have game pass ultimate and I think it's the best value in gaming period I don't think it and like again it's that it's that companion app to it's that companion console to a pc it's just it 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 plays together so well in my opinion so well
1: and, but, and one of the other comparisons that i think is really interesting when it comes to uh you know xbox versus pc as a gaming platform is using your phone to read ebooks versus using a kindle device right the kindle is purpose-built to read ebooks uh the e-ink reader specifically it is ergonomically shaped for it it has features specific to the fact that it's all integrated you can quickly jump to the next book in a series to the store and all these things that are just designed because they know when you're there you're reading and you're not getting your email you're not you know pulling up a uh, uh, Black Friday sales through the web anything like that there's something pure about that experience because it's so focused and similarly i would argue that playing on xbox is a pure more pure gaming experience because that's all you're doing on that device it doesn't uh do your taxes it doesn't let you surf the web i mean you can but no one if you are surfing the web on your xbox please get a computer um you know you're not checking your email like there's not all those distractions and so i really enjoy the purity of that if that makes sense
0: yeah that's a that's a fair argument too you know there's this is what this device is intended you know specifically for too
2: so like, i get that it would be interesting though if the xbox had let's say a discord app and then i could actually from the xbox be in the discord voice chat with everybody else well and and they've I'm, out there. Some... I'm not talking to you in here.
1: Yeah, they they have some partnerships that way. Um, I mean, your Discord uh on the server will pull in your Xbox presence. So it'll say if you're playing a game on Xbox, it'll announce that to Discord through a partnership Microsoft and Discord did about two years ago. Um and there was some speculation that maybe Microsoft would buy Discord or would would do you know more integration with it given discord's announcement that they're kind of going in a different direction. Um, maybe that's, you know, backburnered, but yeah, it would be interesting to be able to uh, participate in something like a discord server while you're on your Xbox. Cause I, I think that would help, you know, bridge the gap there. That said, you can do parties. Uh, on windows. Um, you can join yeah. Xbox parties and stuff. So
0: yeah, we did that the other day. mollified I, I had some issues on my end. I had to get sorted, but we went, once I sorted them out, you know, it actually worked really well. I was, I was actually shocked.
1: I, I, well, I was going to say it works great once you get it going. I think the problem is you've got a ton of different audio devices on Windows, and so like making sure it's using the right audio device is the thing um Microsoft is also their own worst enemy in that you can do it from not one not two but three different places on Windows 10 depending on what you've got installed and so and from what i can tell if you do it on one of them the other two don't know about it if you join a party so what is that the Xbox companion
2: app or the Xbox not companion app that actually launches games or you can do it say from the game bar exactly yeah right like what is the game bar i i i so, don't have that all, but it's just a it's a thing game... like the only thing it ever does to me is like oh shit i hit that thing by mistake <laughs> <laughs> and it's well up, and how do i get and
0: in my in my opinion the game bar i i didn't like it at first either but i've actually grown to appreciate it for what it is because it's a it's a quick access thing that i can get to for the party system of uh, windows slash xbox so that windows g key you bring that up it'll show you your entire friends list through that and you can also um, join um, and request to join um, party chats or game invites through that so like whenever i've done um i I think it's like either sea of thieves or some other stuff i've done that through the game bar so the game bar app i've actually because it's an overlay and then you can pin things after that too so like if when you bring up the game bar you can actually pin stuff to your desktop so it doesn't go away when the game bar goes away so like you can see who you're voice chatting with for example Um,
2: it's it's like a minefield right like oh i hit Control z now my my nvidia game bar is up uh if you, but you can but G- any of
0: these you can disable them though
2: i know and then god forbid i'm playing a game using my xbox controller on the pc and i hit the xbox button and then steam comes up and steam big picture and it's like ah stop
0: but you know well, any and all of these things you can disable and turn off
2: i know but for average person you have to it's like whack-a-mole i have to kill all these things that keep popping
1: up which is like, you you are making my case for why an Xbox if I'm a PC gamer right there, right?
0: I will say though, once you get them going and once you get everything configured and customized, it's great and I love it. Because uh, especially with that uh with that conversation that we've had earlier about the, you know, the um, the legacy gaming and the retro gaming and stuff like that, you know, we've definitely talked about you know, we're not we're not advocates for piracy, but we've definitely talked about like emulation and like you know games preservation and stuff like that. Like getting getting those things functionally working through you know your PC. You know, part of a little project that I've done recently is I've been getting my emulation stuff to work through Steam and even through Steam Big uh, Big Picture or Steam uh, Link, so I can like play play my emulated stuff via game streaming actually so and that actually works really well so um
2: now if i could just actually have a steam app on my game box or on my my game box yeah that should be what they called it is the game box (laughs) um but on the xbox if i could launch steam and then just like install my steam shit on the xbox because it is a pc right i mean it's like it's yeah, it's running okay. Windows
1: essentially, yeah. yeah.
2: So, so why, why couldn't I run any Steam game on that thing, other than well, they want me to?
1: They well, Mike. But keep in mind, Microsoft is taking a loss on every Xbox they sell, and the theory is they're going to make that up when you go buy games from them, because much That's like the pass. App Store, they charge thirty percent to the game developer for that digital right. purchase. I, I just mean like. I don't know. You have seven Xboxes
2: laying around you can't use. Now, if there was a hack to actually just turn those into PCs, you'd be into
0: something. Well, I think I think the two, you also, you own an NVIDIA Shield TV, and you can just throw the Steam Link app on there and call it a day. Um, so.
2: Oh, yeah, there's that. Damn, I need to do that. I have two of those things, and I haven't done that yet.
0: Yeah, what's up, oh, seven go. Xbox boy? Come on. <laughs> she's now i don't need an xbox all right (laughs) and and you can sideload the game pass app onto your shield tv so you can play game pass games on it crazy i know right so wow
1: it's a rabbit hole yeah,
2: so we were talking shit about the Stadia before, and I want to continue that. So the uh, <laughs> the, the the thing you said, like the bad part, is that the ecosystems kind of kind of hollow, right? Like your friends aren't there, and you can only play with the people. My my beef with it is, I'm paying full price for a game. I still have to pay sixty bucks for that thing. So it's not if it was like a Game Pass deal where I pay them a monthly sub and I get to play everything on the platform, I might think about that. But what it is right. is you have to pay sixty bucks to own the game, but you only own the game on that platform. So when Google inv- inevitably is going to say, well, oh, this didn't work out. We're shutting it down. Buy uh, all your stuff's gone." So- well,
0: this is this is exactly this is exactly the point too, and 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 this is why Microsoft is going to make a killing. I think even Mellified posted an article that was saying that seventy percent of the Xbox Series X owners have Game Pass. So. Yep and that's that's a huge corner of the people that got that console. I mean, can you imagine how many of those consoles sold? I mean, they were sold out. So it's just like Yeah. Well, well we I know feel-
1: we know it was over a million units because they that was the sales for the opening weekend for the 360 and they said this was the best-selling Xbox console ever. So between Xbox Series S and X, they've sold over a million already. And 70% of those have Game Pass
0: Right. That's, I'm that's, surprised that's why,
2: insane.
1: I'm surprised why
2: they wouldn't like who, who doesn't have game pass that bought the thing. And I feel like when you get that thing out of the box and you plug it in for the first time, it's like, welcome to game pass. You get a free 60 days before, mm-hmm. you know, right. To get you hooked on that crack and then it's like oh well you can keep well, paying you, or this whole library of games just goes away
0: well Bye. you want to know you want to know how they got me hooked on this and and how they've probably got other people hooked on this with the series with the series x because they did the same thing like 2 years ago or whatever i they were doing this deal through the microsoft store where you could buy an xbox series s or x on a on a payment plan which included at the time two years of xbox gold and xbox game pass before they rolled it all in into uh, one right and so i was like sweet i'll do this deal and for like 38 bucks a month for two years i've got a, a the the top the top you know dog console and access to game pass and all this other stuff i was like sweet this sounds like a really great deal Boy, howdy! Because then, not like a year later, they did this whole like we're switching things up. Here's Game Pass Ultimate. You guys can get it in for a dollar and apply it to your account. I paid a dollar and applied that sh- shit to my account, and now I've got Game Pass through the end of like 2023 or something like that. It's insane.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. And yeah. well, and it's it's all about. You know, getting people onto the platform because once they do, they know it's very sticky because it's it's easy, it's straightforward. Um, going back to uh, Stadia for a second, though, one of the interesting things that Ubisoft is doing is if you subscribe to, uh, I guess it's Ubisoft Connect Plus now. They just changed the name of the service, so apologies if that's not quite they're quite right. Um, they just That's their $15 a month, all-you-can-eat Ubisoft game pass. So it's only Ubisoft games, but it is everything that Ubisoft publishes, including the Ultimate Edition of their games. Uh, So all the DLC, all the whiz-bang features. If you pay that $15 a month, you can stream all of Ubisoft's games for free on Stadia or Amazon Luna, which is uh, Amazon's recently launched Stadia competitor, so that's when, you know, you start to see this all kind of come together where big publishers are now like TV channels. So I subscribe to the Ubisoft channel. I subscribe to the Blizzard channel I or Activision Blizzard channel. I subscribe to uh, Microsoft Game Studios channel. And through a streaming service, I could get, you know, access to all those games. Um, I, I, you can sort of see where where this could go. I just don't know, going back to what Hunter said earlier, uh, I don't know if the internet is there for enough people to really justify this or, or to make this you know feasible. I, okay, so you said something shocking there. The
2: Amazon Luna that's a competitor to the yep. Google thing. I've never heard of that. Did you just like... Did you just like break some news or what? No, no, cuz I've they,
1: never heard of this. They announced it like 2 months ago and it was kind of a stealth launch, they're in beta. Um but you can go and, you know, sign up. It has the uh it works with like all the Fire TV devices. Um there's an Android app uh and it has a Wi-Fi enabled controller like Stadia so you can go the controller's talking directly to the servers. You don't have to jump through bluetooth to another device oh
2: so so they stealth launched but they already have an installed ecosystem because everybody that has a fire stick yep has it so yeah yep. now can and, you bring your own controller like any bluetooth controller uh, to that i believe
1: so stick? you just kind of lose that wi-fi you know latency improvement but i believe you can do it or, or will be able to do it with a bluetooth controller maybe that's not enabled yet um but they're doing this deal with with uh, Ubisoft where, you know, you pay the 15 bucks a month to Ubisoft and they on the back end, I guess they must have cut a deal where Ubisoft pays Amazon some portion of that based on how much you're you're playing on Luna.
2: Wow, that's weird. So speaking of that, um, this is the rabbit hole that just never ends
1: right so this is it we're, we're in inception right now we're like layer 17 deep in the uh inception yeah so talking about like back-end deals and one
2: store being on another store's platform so the ea game pass is going to be on microsoft game pass what's starting in december
0: uh, well on the, the on console Xbox? version the console version's already got it
1: yeah yeah, okay. on on Xbox Series X launch on November tenth, they enabled it. Uh, EA Play for Game Pass console, and then it's coming December sometime for PC Game oh, Pass.
2: But but is that EA Play not Pro? So right. It is not to, Pro. Okay, so I would still have to pay Pro to EA. If I want to pro stuff, but I don't know what. But like,
0: I, but like, you yeah. still like even on the console. Like I've I had it pulled up here a second ago. Like even on the console, like you still get access to a ton of games. Like you get access to all of the Mass Effects. You get access to all of the Dragon Ages. You get access to all of the Crises. You get access to the Mirror's Edge games. You get access to. I mean, I'm pulling up my Xbox right now as we're as we're talking, but like, um, you know, you get access to. And even and the nice thing about this, too, is it tells you, like, if it's an EA Play game. So, like, a bunch of the Need for Speed stuff, a bunch of sports games. Um, well,
1: that's pretty crazy. Not one, the, current, the current year of the sports games. It should be noted that it's, correct. like, a year Sorry. behind.
2: Yeah, but for to clarity. me, that
1: doesn't matter because
2: it's sports ball.
1: Than, uh, oh i am on the same page like i wouldn't even play most of those other than ufc I like punching people in in the face but, I'm, over but i mean over. like but like
0: think about this though like for all those people that have like this new console and you know their mom or dad or it's like some kids parents who got you know them like a month of whatever it's just like all of these games that they have access to like all of these games that they have access to it's just obnoxious you know, yeah. the, the the Dead Space games. Like, there are so many games available on Game Pass that you just download and play. It's 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 incredible that that's there. The, the One of the big ones that I was excited about, and I think a lot of people were excited about, was the uh, original Xbox game uh, Black, uh, which is a mm-hmm. shooter game. Uh, which oh, is, yeah, I like that one quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, that's on there. A lot of the Battlefield mm-hmm. games are on here, you know, so it's like,
2: you
0: know, so have they, at they, it. They,
1: they, let me just,
0: and, that for just a second and Anthem, you know, if you well,
1: <laughs> they can't, they can't all be winners, man. Like you're yeah. that one guy <laughs> that still is playing
2: Anthem. It's like you're the one oh. guy in the Anthem guild. So it's oh, that I don't know, man, that game. It had potential. It had a lot of Iron Man energy that was going on, but it just for some reason, I don't know. They tried to be like Iron Man Destiny, but they forgot to put the game in there or something but the fly yeah
1: they've got a they've got a 2.0 version coming soon-ish that that's supposed to be a complete revamp so it would be interesting to see if they do that but going back for a sec the one the point i wanted to make about the current year madden not being in ea play is that means if you're really into that game the multiplayer community is different right because you're getting the people who are a year behind I almost wonder, though, if that's going to put pressure on EA to because you're going to kind of have the split multiplayer where maybe, you know, Madden 19 isn't such a bad bet anymore. Maybe you stick around with that for for a little bit longer and skip 20 uh, because, you know, until it's on Game Pass, there's going to be more people to play against. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that works. But Hunter, you, you brought up a really cool point that you can go and play Black which is an original, you know, 1.0 OG Xbox game on the Series X or Xbox One today. And as a game preservation fan, I love this because Microsoft is pulling forward something from over 20 years ago and letting me play it on a modern console. And oh, guess what? Not just play it, but play it the best possible version of it, because they're doing AI upscaling they're doing uh, enhanced textures in some cases, not necessarily with black, but in a lot of games they're actually loading 4k textures that they've gone back to the developer and asked for the original assets to do this and 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 Microsoft friggin invented AI to add HDR into games that never had it. <laughs> like mind blown dudes this is uh, HDR is one of the most revolutionary things to happen to graphics and games in the in the last 20 years like since 3D because the color fidelity is so much better and to have that added into an old game is is amazing to me is that Just HDR on... that
2: you need an HDR TV to see or is that HDR like PC games have had for a long time
1: It is HDR that you need an HD TV to see okay an HDR TV to see. Yeah. I
2: want. I wonder why like the whiz bang G Sync like seven hundred dollar three hundred and sixty hertz. Did you see they have three hundred and sixty hertz mm-hmm. monitors now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Um yeah. Sixty hertz is good enough for anybody. That's that should be <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, yeah. So like I'm playing on a one sixty-six hertz uh you know G synced up monitor here and I don't have HDR. Why? Why? Why wouldn't they put that just in the monitors? Seems strange.
1: It, it's just more, you know. It's it's a more expensive panel. You have to have more more technology to uh, display all those extra colors, and to do it well, I guess is the is probably the main main factor. Oh. But, so twelve K when. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, we're getting 8K this generation sort of on paper, at least. I don't know. You know the consoles can output it. I don't uh, know that I can tell it. the
2: difference between 4K and 8K from across the room. Like, I I, I feel like that's, that's a paper selling thing. Like, you know, we just put this on the box because it'll sell stuff, but nobody will even know. They should do like a test like that. They should tell people it's eight K when it's two K and see if anybody can actually tell side by side what's what, but the the color range stuff though, like uh, my TV that I've got out in the living room is like way better color than Mm -hmm. any other display I've ever seen. And it's not an expensive TV. It's kind of a cheap, cheap 4k, you know, (laughs) low end. Um, But the The color just like explodes off the screen on that thing, like my PC monitors don't do, even though they're high end PC monitors.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's just amazing to me. Uh, Dolby did a study where they did a blind uh, a blind group, and they had them look at two different TVs, and one was ten eighty p HDR.
0: How, how does that work, by the way, when you have a blind group looking at a TV? Uh, uh,
1: uh, uh. Yes. Well, they're like, well, it feels kind of square.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Blind meaning that the, the participants didn't know the, gotcha. the setup I, for the experiment. Yes, yes, yes. Um, One was 1080p with HDR. The other was 4K. And like over 80% of the participants thought that the HDR set looked better, even though it was lower resolution. And so to me, that just emphasizes how profound uh, of an improvement having HDR is on the display and HDR in windows is kind of a mess. Um, I alluded to problems with streaming and stuff earlier, trying to go from HDR to HDR um, doesn't always work the way you'd expect. And, you know, depending on how the games trigger HDR and windows, some things work, some things don't. I got to tell you on Xbox, it just works. I turn on the console it's doing VRR, so it's. I'm getting the G-Sync's not quite as advanced as G-Sync, but I'm still getting the variable refresh rate technology, and it's in HDR, and it's in 4K, and I'm getting 60 frames a second. I'm in heaven, I don't know what to say.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome that they, they have this, and I, I'd really like to see more of this kind of stuff come to fruition. Um, and I think that Microsoft's, like, bill spencer and the whole like xbox team like over the last year and a half to two years probably last well even more longer than that probably last like two to three years have really been just making a whole lot of strides and a whole lot of efforts to the gaming community and gaming at large i mean not just for their xbox console which has made massive improvements since you know the xbox you know launched because you know obviously the uh you know this last generation for them they their their launch did not go well but they definitely did a whole 360 no pun intended like you know just turning completely around and around again um, and just revolutionizing like how they do everything especially on the PC and like the the problem with the problem with the PC market was is like windows kind of like slowly turned their back on the PC market and just solely focus on the console stuff and they just kind of like abandoned that whole PC genre and yeah, it's, last... like, it's
2: like they let they were just like, well, Gabe's got that, so I guess we're not gonna compete. We'll just go over here in our in our silo with the console. And yeah, so Phil bringing that back is honestly, I feel like Phil's not getting the love that he deserves. He gets a little bit, but he should be like a like a Steve Jobs level of reverence for the gaming thing. Cause with the with the combo of Game Pass and the PC integration and all of that stuff cuz it's like okay I buy an Xbox I pull it out of the box I've got this giant library of games plus now I'm learning all the EA games that are over there right and and this is a well, couple bucks a month not a big deal or I get my I get my PlayStation out and hey I got a PlayStation I can play Spider-Man on Well like it. here's
0: here's here's and here's something that I think that, uh, you've just hit a really good point was is like You know, for a while there, it was just like, hey, Gabe, you know, you get the whole, you know, Steam thing on PC with with what Microsoft is literally doing with all this stuff is going to be such a direct competitor and is a direct competitor with Steam like this ecosystem. I mean, I know I know Windows needs or Microsoft needs to work on their Windows Store like a lot like it's not good. But the the fact that. I can now cross play or cross interact from my PC to my friends on my Xbox, and a lot of games. And that 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 games list of cross interaction is just growing. Little, I mean, the the party chat is already cross play, but that that library of games is just growing and growing and growing of who I can play with on the cross platforms, and to the fact that like you know it's just that integration. So we like, if I'm on Discord on my PC. You know, my, my buddy could be on his Xbox and he could be on Discord on his Xbox or like Gilded or like on the, you know, the integrated voice chat system. It's just like there there's so much there, right? Like, I, I don't see, and Game Pass, I'll say it again, is the best thing in gaming today. Like, if you have an Xbox One or an Xbox Series console, Game Pass is the best deal in gaming you're ever going to find as of right now. And I think that's going to eventually start you know, encroaching on a lot of the, the PC market territory, because as more and more games are going to go on Game Pass, people are probably going to start turning away from all, some of these other ecosystems because of where they can get their games for. They play them for free for several months before the game leaves Game Pass, and it's just like, well, I've been playing for so long with my friends over here, might as well go ahead and buy it before it leaves Game Pass so I can keep playing with my friends like that logic to me is going to start really kicking in in the next year or so. Like I, I guarantee it. Yeah. And some of the
2: stuff is going to just stay forever because it's a Microsoft first party thing. I assume right. like Halo
1: is never coming off a game. Pass. Probably. Guy, right? not. No, right. they've said they've said straight up all Microsoft titles, which by the way, they bought friggin Bethesda. They bought Zenimax. So that right. every Zenimax title will be coming to game pass. Permanently. Everything.
0: Everything.
1: Doom. Doom Eternal, uh, friggin' All the Wolfensteins, <laughs> Elder Scrolls online Like, I could go on, there's just so much content there. It is, it is, you know, and if you're not interested in the console thing, like if Hunter and I haven't convinced you that having an Xbox is a great companion to your PC, no worries. You can save a couple bucks and get the uh Game Pass for PC subscription, which is only ten dollars instead of 15 for Ultimate. But you lose x cloud, you lose xbox in that in that uh downgrade,
0: I think you know in my opinion, even if you don't have a console it's almost it's almost worth paying the fifteen dollar subscription just for the 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 game the game pass x cloud portion of things like for your mobile devices, you know like when you're at home you know or like when you're out on out on the go or something like that or you're on a trip somewhere like you know just like it it, i've i've got i've got a clip and i've got an xbox controller and you know i've i've definitely played games on my phone before and um shockingly it works it's it's interesting to see like you know playing halo like on your phone like that's just like the that blows my mind that i'm sitting here playing halo or like super lucky's tale or like any of these other games and you know yeah it's just it's just to me, to me, it gets into the fun territory. But I mean, if the 5 bucks is too much to justify the, the streaming stuff, then by all means, pay the $10 and just get the Game Pass for the PC. It is going to be worth your time.
1: Well, keep, keep in mind, one of the things that Microsoft's doing is they're not just putting these games on Game Pass. In some cases, they're actually adding touch controls. So when you are playing on your phone, you don't even need the controller. So you can actually play Minecraft, right. Dungeons and my I think it's Minecraft and Minecraft Dungeons I know got added recently.
0: And, and um, actually Super Lucky's Tale control. too. The, the the new Super Lucky's Tale has touch. That's actually how I first tried it. I was like, "Oh, touch controls, let me try this." And I was playing the new Super Lucky's Tale on on my phone with touch controls and I was like, "This shouldn't work, but it does." Like my my brain <laughs> my brain was like this really should not be working, but it does.
1: Yeah, well, but I mean, that that to me speaks to a company that gets it right. They, they have people who are excited about what they're doing. They're like, hey, yeah, we could do touch controls, but you know what? Let's take it to the next or we could do Game Pass and let you play the game on your phone. But we're going to take it to the next level and actually add touch controls special to, to make it playable on mobile. That's that's so cool to me
0: yeah um a couple other so so i mean like i mean we've we've kind of we've kind of overjoyed on what microsoft is doing i know i don't want to seem like we're, we're solely fanboys for just one platform I know the place there's a lot of playstation fans out there and the playstation 5 just came out and so that's that's pretty exciting for folks i i do have some critic. like i'm not criticizing the games or the game qualities on sony I, I don't have any really critical things to say about that what i do have critical to say about the playstation is the the company and the ecosystem that they're that they're striving for right now needs to be on par with what microsoft is doing they need to be competing more with microsoft and they're not and I feel like that's really going to be hurting Sony's long-term goals of continuing to stay as a competitive like entry into this market. There's going to be people that are going to be fans regardless, right? Because there's there's those series, there's those games that are just exclusive that will never come off of of Sony, right? Like you're looking at your Ratchet and Clanks, for example. Like they're coming out with a new Ratchet and Clank that looks amazing. Um, there's going to be another Horizon Zero Dawn that's going to be on the PlayStation, but as we've seen sometimes these games don't just stay exclusive on that platform because horizon zero dawn has come to pc uh just like death stranding came to pc a lot of people didn't think that they were going to but they ended up coming there um you know so i mean are they
2: gonna start is sony gonna start putting first party stuff on pc though is gonna be the thing
0: i you know i don't i don't i don't i don't know like i think what so, so Sony has some similar stuff to what Microsoft is doing. They have similar technologies, and they're doing similar things, but it's not on par. So in other words, like they do have like their game streaming stuff to where like you, can, you can stream. If you have a PlayStation 4 controller, you can stream your PlayStation 4 to your PC and play. They also have their cloud streaming stuff, which is similar to the xCloud thing, where you can stream from the cloud. You don't necessarily need a PlayStation 4 controller, but you lose half the games that you're able to play if you don't um the the problem is is both of these apps independently are ten dollars each and so collectively it's like twenty dollars for the full package and that just seems a bit excessive
2: yeah so the i guess sony in order to compete right because sony had that streaming service thing where you could pay like twenty dollars a month or whatever and play like old ps1 games and ps2 games and stuff right so they need to just like integrate that into their uh, into their PS5, like
0: well, that's that's what the uh, that's what the that's what the PS now are. I think it is PS now. Yeah, I, I get, PS I'm, now
2: is yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, they need probably. to ditch that, and I need to be able to. Ha- I need backward compatibility with the game so that I'm not playing it off a cloud streaming thing because that sucks for all the reasons. Um, but actually. I go in there and it's like the Microsoft store where it's like, Oh, Hey, I can download black and play it. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say I can pick any PlayStation two game ever. Right. And it's yeah. just there because they're not selling PlayStation twos anymore and they're not selling no. games anymore, but my God, they have a gold mine of classic stuff that they could uprez.
0: Yeah. Their, their know. library is huge. And that, and that's, and that's what I'm, that's what I was referring to is I feel like, what they really need to do, and this would this would bring me on board with Sony. Like, I would actually subscribe if, if Sony actually had a competitive um, digital marketplace offering, for me to like know. to like to come to because i love a lot of their games but like i i'm already so invested in my pc and i'm already so invested in my xbox that like microsoft like i already drank their kool-aid you know and so and so like i i would i want to i want to love playstation and Sony, but like every time i turn around and look at what they're doing i cannot justify it for a couple of their exclusives when i haven't been embedded in their ecosystem for so long now there are people that are so embedded in their ecosystem that's one thing But, you know, and I can I can also say this, at least they're not Nintendo, where I feel like every time I get a Nintendo console, I have to, like, rebuy all the virtual store stuff all over again. I I was
2: going there as soon as you got done. So you you preempted me. But yes, like, why is it that I have to purchase Super Mario Brothers again? Why do I have to purchase it? Period. Why am I not paying a flat fee monthly? Ten bucks a month. I get access to every SNES game every NES
0: so it's just so they're they're working on that with their online offerings so like if you get if you get their online thing you get access to like their virtual NES and their virtual super NES which apparently is supposed to have a lot of titles in it but at the end of the day I mean I know that's like four dollars but at the end of the day I need that switch console in order to do this and they're so lockstep into their like ecosystem that like you you they're I don't Besides their mobile apps that they've been making, which are different from their console stuff, they're never going to, you're never going to see a first party, like you're never going to see like Mario Odyssey on the PC. You're never going to see that come to Steam or the Windows Store. You're never going to see that on Xbox. You're never going to see that on PlayStation. I, I absolutely love Nintendo's ecosystem of games. I just don't like their ecosystem of like back end design. So like, yeah, I, Nintendo I love... keeps
2: the emulators the emulators scene alive single handedly, <laughs> and and, and because... that's
0: true because people are already emulating the uh, the Switch. Like, there's a, there's there's emulators for the Switch out there, and there's a handful of games that actually work on it, including Mario Odyssey of all things. You know the the Wii U is heavily emulated already. Like Breath of the Wild came out on the Wii U and the Switch, and within like six months they had it uh, halfway working on an emulator. Yeah. And, like,
2: and within a year what? they had mods in there so you could play as the guy from gta instead of link and <laughs> you, like... you
0: know... <laughs> or you know or you could have sonic the hedgehog be your motorcycle or something like that it was something stupid
2: no did you I see mean, the me... one instead yeah. of the mount it, it was the it was the um i forget what his name was the big dude from uh from gta, GTA. san yeah. andreas right yeah. and and you were instead of riding a mount you were riding on that guy and you had like a cheeseburger on a stick and that's how you let him around <laughs> oh <geez.
1: laughs> it's like oh my god
2: well yeah, I, w- but- I was
1: gonna go i was gonna fact check on a couple of things just to clarify but it sounds like you had something else to say no, that Jim. that was that was basically it. Fact check us.
0: Malified. Fact check us. Well,
1: I was going to clarify. So PS now was originally when it came out for PS4 era, it was all PS3 games. So that was their way of doing backward compatibility because the PS3 hardware was so orthogonal to everything else the industry's done, there's no good emulation for it. And so um PS4 uh Eventually, they, they wanted to enhance PS Now, so they started adding PS4 games and they made the PS4 games downloadable. But the, the PS3 stuff is still uh, exclusive to the cloud piece because of, I think, the hardware. Um, they've lowered the price significantly on PS now to the it used to be 10 bucks a month. Uh, And now at various points, it was like 10 bucks a month if you prepaid for a year. And I think they lowered the the standard price to 10 bucks a month. But during um, Prime Day in October, I got a year for $40, I think it was. So, you know, if you're interested, Black Friday coming up in a a week uh, or so, you know, might be a good time to look around for deals on that. Um, It's not a bad service, but, you know... Game Pass blows it out of the water, especially because you can download all those things. Um, I was also going to point out, uh, with uh Nintendo's online service, they have a i mean, it's like 20 to 40 games on the NES and SNES uh emulators each. Um, they did do some very light touch additions to it, but um, it, it's pretty pretty basic and so i i definitely wish that we saw enhancements like hey give me achievements hey give me a profile that's online so i can share those achievements with my friends right
0: well and and to, you know? to kind of to add to that criticism too with the way they're doing it this is also so that you can play online with people uh when you were on the wii u before you could actually play online with people and it didn't matter like you just play online <laughs> Yeah, now now you have to pay for their online service to play online, which I understand because of the way their ecosystem works. Like, I'm not really too critical of that. However, the thing that uh, that kind of irritates me about this is exactly what you said is this whole like interaction with folks. If I'm not mistaken, and you can please feel free to fact check me on this. From what I understand is, is if you want to like be able to voice chat with these people, you have to have an app on your phone. Yeah,
1: there's no integrated voice chat service. They, they, you know, on the Switch. So you have to go out to a a third party device. And if I'm going to go to a third party device, why the hell would I use Nintendo Online and not Discord or something else? Exactly.
0: I felt like that was shooting themselves in the foot with that one. But again, I think that part, I think part of that is though for the parent portion of things, for the parent integration because uh, there is the parental app type thing too which is involved in that so like i can kind of get that from like a standard of you know the parents or whatever but like if you're an adult you know and you're trying to play like you know with your with your friends on you know the switch it becomes a nightmare because it's just like man i have to deal with this but what's uh, your
1: 16 digit friend code Humper? oh can, God you, can you send G- that over to bus, me because christmas we exactly. want to play together yeah
0: exactly Oh yeah. Big smoke. That's, I think that's who it was. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That was the guy. (laughs) So, Hey, speaking of the friend code stuff, the the greatest debacle that ever happened with Nintendo's switch thing was when you had to have a separate phone app to do voice chat.
0: What did I just say that or no? (laughs)
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I know that. that, That's a mess. I'm just like,
2: that's the, that's the worst man. It's, I'm just reiterating like how, how did they think that that was a good idea?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's well, and what's what's particularly funny is if you play Fortnite on the Switch, it has integrated voice chat because it's using Epic's platform. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, because right, because Fortnite has its own voice chat so that you can chat with your party cross platform. And Epic runs that. And they built it into Fortnite for Switch. So you can actually get better voice integration from third parties than you can from Nintendo as the platform holder which is kind of pathetic.
0: Wow. That's, that's, pr- that's pretty nuts, dude. Like, I don't, I don't understand that myself. Like, I think that's pretty stupid, but whatever.
1: Well, yeah, but- I think Nintendo didn't reserve system memory so that they could run this stuff as like a meta layer dashboard, like a uh, PlayStation and Xbox do because they were so interested in hitting a particular price point. They didn't want that overhead. Right. And yeah, the- it
2: was just, you guys were talking about the, about the voice app. Thing and it and it just I had this mental moment there where I went into a fugue state because I was just thinking about they had that Y splitter cable yeah. that you had to hook up yeah. and oh, it was yeah. like <sighs> what which yeah. which by
1: the way isn't even a Nintendo product it's a third no, party it's not. Yeah. Nintendo d- didn't even give you a solution they're just right. like ah oh, figure it out good luck it's oh it's such a mess and and the switch is not a bad console. I mean, it, it serves its purpose. And I love that it uses, uh, micro SD cards, which are an industry standard. I can go buy up to a terabyte if I really want to drop the, the money on it. Like they've done some smart things. Compare that with the Sony Vita, which used proprietary memory cards that were insanely expensive. Um, so I, you know, Nintendo does some stuff, right? But yeah, they're, they're kind of their own beast. And, I mean people love their games. I'm really excited. Pikmin three just got re-released uh on the Switch. It was one of the, the better games on the Wii U. Uh but I one of the suckers who had a Wii U. Like I, I really like Nintendo, uh yeah, and I, their I,
0: games. But I had I had everything up into the Wii U myself and then I was kinda done after that. I just I I I was laughing at myself. I was just like, Oh man, the new Zelda's coming out, are you gonna get a switch to play it? And I'm like, but I I can get it on the Wii U. Like <laughs> why, there are I mean, persistent
1: the... rumors of a an unswitch. Right, they've got the Switch Lite, which is just the portable version, and there are persistent rumors that there's going to be a Switch Pro or a you know the unswitch, which is just the console without the screen, which would allow them to bring the price point down or do things like you know 1080p HDR. Um, interestingly. A lot of TVs, even if they support HDR, don't support 1080p HDR. They only yeah, support it at 4K.
2: You know what Nintendo is going to do is they're going to come out with with a Switch that is just always docked, right? It'll mm-hmm. just be like a console. And then they'll sell you a controller that has a screen in it. And then you can sit anywhere and play.
0: Uh, no. You mean like, like the Wii U? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: But it'll be the Switch you or oh, the FU no. or no. something. I don't know. It'll be... <laughs> oh. no, honestly, I feel that the strongest feature of the Wii U is that it actually had a screen on the controller because you could be like, hey, kid, get off the TV. Adults are watching something. Yep. Go to your room. But they didn't have to like take the console with them. They could just game on the damn controller. So that honestly was the the only good solution um as opposed to like the playstation where you could stream to your vita or something it was like okay well now i have to own two devices for this and it kind of half works and only in certain things
1: right well and this which kind of gets you that right because you can just pop it out of the dock and go but you're sacrificing so much horsepower to get it into that portable form factor that if you had a a you know standalone con- you know base console you could potentially give it uh, a lot right. more juice to your point and and still come out ahead okay so here's here's a new rabbit hole I'm going to introduce so
2: whenever you design a game for the switch you have to design the game so that it runs in the plugged in mode but it also is functional in the undocked mode right and I don't know if it's like a perceptible difference, you know, is, is it like the, the resolution changes? Yes, but does it also like downgrade the graphics settings? Like on a PC, right? It's the difference between low and high. You know, I can I can visibly very much see on the screen that I've gone to low res, you know, and low graphic feature mode. So I don't know if it does that or what, right? But then it makes me think like, okay, we're in the first multi-generation console generation now. I guess yep. right. Yep. So I it was just it was disturbing. I said generation like two times. I was trying to figure out how to get it in there a third time. And <laughs> but it it's like, okay, so I have it well, honestly, no, it is it is three, right? So I have a PlayStation four. I have a PlayStation four pro and I have a PlayStation five. Now the things that run on the five at launch are supposed to also be compatible to the pro and the not pro. And if I have an Xbox uh, one and I have an Xbox one X, and then I have an Xbox series X that they also like, so if I make a game for, for the, the new generation platform, does it have to be capable of downgrading itself, not just to run on the, on the one X. Uh, Yeah. So it'd be the Xbox one. This is so confusing. Why do they name the damn consoles? The same thing. So the Xbox series X one X, and then the Xbox one, right? So if I'm on a series X and, and a one, like both ends of the spectrum there, the game like if i go buy cyberpunk if assuming it actually releases next month if i go get that and i was watching a video last night where they were showing it running on an xbox one and an xbox series x like side yep. by side and boy you could tell the difference right and, and, yeah. it, and it wasn't just like a ray tracing thing either it was it was like you could tell the resolution was down and one was like anti-aliased and the other one kind of wasn't and you know, mm-hmm. all, all the things. So I'm just wondering, like, does that make it now? We're in a PC game problem where I have to support like multiple platforms and multiple performance arcs yes, and stuff.
1: So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the reality, right? Microsoft is saying you have to support the Xbox OG Xbox, sorry Xbox One original, the Xbox One S, the Xbox One X, the Xbox Series S and the Xbox Series X, five different consoles that all have different performance uh, curves. And that's That's why Cyberpunk's
2: delayed for the next
1: five years. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes. But but the flip side of that is, like, this is what the mobile industry has been dealing with for years. This is what the PC industry deals with when it comes to games running. And to be fair, compared to PC, five, I mean, I know PC developers who would kill to only have to support five uh performance characteristics, right? Right. I mean, it's not just and it's not just machine.
0: But it's not just that, Jim. You you just listed off the Xbox stuff. That doesn't include (laughs) the PlayStation consoles that are you know
2: well no I started PlayStation 4, PlayStation PlayStation 4 Pro, and yeah. And then PlayStation 5. But you know Which, which the thing was, and they said, right, like, well, when you get the PlayStation Pro it doesn't mean that the games are really going to be different. You won't even notice a difference really unless you have like a 4K TV, right? So the PlayStation Pro is just for people with 4K TVs. Don't worry about it. That's when when that thing first came out. But then like the first game that came out for it, if you played it on the Pro, it was smooth frame rate. It was the difference between like a 60 and a 20 frame rate on uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. And it was like okay well yeah. <laughs> that was maybe not what was advertised i guess i'm so glad that because my wife went out she she's the one it was uh the playstation 4 pro i didn't mm. even want one like i stopped at the xbox 360 and the playstation 3 and i was like i'm good i'm just on pc we're never in the living room anyway I, why invest <laughs> in other consoles because it used to be like i got the xbox the playstation the gamecube right like all three Because all those games were first party, you couldn't cross party them or whatever. And now it's like, okay, I got a PC, and then a game comes out on the Xbox, but it's also on the PC. So I don't need a console from Sony. Right. Or if you wait six months to a year,
0: or if you wait six months to a year, you'll get Horizon Zero Dawn and Death Stranding on the PC.
2: Right. So I don't need a PlayStation at that point. And if I'm going to get a console, it's not going to be the PlayStation because the Xbox and the PC, same eco, right? So I don't Mm -hmm. have to buy the game twice and okay, cool. But then why buy an Xbox because it's on the PC? Unless I specifically just want to play my PC stuff on the TV.
1: Yeah, that's Uh, pretty much it.
2: So that's maybe the case for a PlayStation is like, the stuff that's not going to be on PC will be the PlayStation exclusive stuff only.
0: Maybe. Which is, get, which has gotten very little these years though. And that's not to downgrade the exclusive stuff because the exclusive stuff is good.
2: Yeah, but... but it's all, but it's also only exclusive Sony first party stuff mainly yep. because like the, the new Yakuza, like a dragon dropped on steam the same day it came out on the PlayStation. And it's like, well, that's over.
1: And Xbox, by the way, i mean it was on everything so yeah um, game developers are realizing that if they want to make their money back on these huge you know 50 million dollar investments for triple a games they got to reach the customers where they are yeah and so they're putting it out on all the platforms so
2: so if i buy if okay say i'm microsoft and i'm making the new xbox but it's going to be back compatible with the old xbox so in in one hand it's an advantage because I don't give a barrier to entry because it's like bring your existing library with you. Not mm-hmm. a big deal, but also it says, Hey, you don't have to run out and get this Xbox the first day because you're still going to be playing all your old stuff just on a new console. Well, but here's the
1: thing, right? If I, if as a PC gamer, right as a, as a primarily PC gamer, if I told you that I have a magic upgrade for your PC that, cuts your loading times by 90 percent doubles your frame rate and doubles your resolution and it's five hundred dollars i'm pretty sure you would be knocking me over to hand me the money (laughs) right i mean is that's true that's true yeah so that's what i mean that's the reality of the series x if you're an xbox one gamer is like gosh this is a great upgrade on every axis um, even the friggin' dashboard is so much better. Uh, it's, it's really hard to go back to the Xbox one. Are they going to bring
2: the blades back? Because I really miss the blades. Uh,
1: I do too, actually. They, they haven't, but they did bring back themes, which was one of the launch 360 oh, features. Thank God. God. Later. Yes. So it's kind of funny how these things go full circle. There was a great rat con I saw for Xbox naming that I think we need to embrace on this. Uh, podcast, which is the original Xbox is the Xbox One, the 360 is the Xbox Two, the Xbox One original is the Xbox Three, the Xbox One X is the Xbox Four, and the Xbox Series is the Xbox Five, which puts us at PS5 and Xbox Five today.
2: Yeah. That makes too much sense.
1: I know it does but but I actually like that cuz it's it's so much easier than trying to say Xbox Series S uh bar X or whatever the the friggin yeah. official name is like
2: uh Xbox for so this is Phil Spencer's one failing thing I'm I'm sure that it wasn't his idea um, I I would kind of like to have been in that marketing meeting where he was banging his shoe on the desk like are you crazy to <laughs> do that Um, But god damn, have some mercy on grandma because Christmas is coming and then the kid's going to be like, I want an Xbox. Which one? Well, make sure that you get the Series X, not the the Xbox One S. And definitely, like, how how many grandmas are going to go out there and buy, like, the OG Xbox (laughs) One and (laughs) just completely fuck that up? And the the kid's going to be like, oh, thanks, you know? It's like, uh, could I have got some socks and underwear or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, well, in, a, in, a, in a moment of silence for all the people at GameStop, because it's going to be their last year of being relevant in any way whatsoever, because well, it's going to be all the people trading in all those Xbox Ones.
0: You know <laughs> what's interesting? You know what's interesting about, like, just to kind of, like, hit on this for a second, because I don't want to, like, slam on at GameStop, like, for a whole episode, but... It's really a shame, like, what's happened with them, because they could not figure out how to keep a corner on the market. And I feel like one of their biggest failings was to stop being a complete retro store. I, I know they did, they went and they, like, you can go online now and buy some retro stuff, like, from their online store and they'll ship it to you. But, like, the whole the whole thing that used to be appealing about GameStop and about, like like, you go into any, like, you know, mom-and-pop retro store today that you can find... And they are, like, way cooler, right, than any GameStop, in my opinion. Like, at least least if you find some of the good ones, because they'll have kiosks, like, they'll have gaming kiosks, like, retro console kiosks that you can go up to and play games. And, you know, they have, like, the one, the one, there's one in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, that actually has a really cool, like, they've got some of those, like, sit-down Japanese-style, like, fighting game arcades that are, like, there that you can go and play. And some, like, you know, so it's not just, like, the retro consoles, but they actually have stuff... that's there. That's inter engaging and interactive, as where you know now that Think Geek is kind of like a holder of GameStop. That's just like it's it's halfway Think Geek and then halfway, you know, games that you know you trade in, you know, brand new, and it's just like, well, here is five bucks for, it, and they turn around and sell it for fifty, and you are just like, well, hold on.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like I the last time I walked into a GameStop, it was half Funko Pop vinyl things, right? Know, just like it's not even the good stuff from Think Geek is in there it's just like the funko pop store oh my god no
1: well so so here's the interesting thing and and maybe you guys saw this but um microsoft signed a deal with gamestop where gamestop's going to be using like microsoft tablets and microsoft azure for all their back-end systems and email and and all that stuff so like There's that side of the deal. But the seemingly crazy thing to me is that Microsoft is paying GameStop a percentage, undisclosed percentage, of future digital sales for every Xbox that GameStop sells. That's berserk. So that means that if you buy a console at GameStop, Hunter... And then you go online, you buy every single game from. Microsoft through the digital store. GameStop is still getting a couple bucks on that. Like, I, I'm i still trying to wrap my head around what that means for GameStop long term, because I sure as shit wouldn't be selling the PlayStation five all digital edition if I were GameStop. I, I think that it's like you the know. only
2: reason you would do that is to keep them on life support until they get really cheap and you can acquire them and then just open an Xbox store in their place <laughs> or something. Maybe it'll be yeah, it'll be like the Microsoft store, except they pop up everywhere. Like every street corner's got a Microsoft store
0: Well, they, they they shut down all the Microsoft stores or they're going to like they're they're closing well, I, them all up. Yeah, but that's the plan, right? Because then they're gonna become the GameStop real estate uh, no i i think i think i think 2020 has also kind of shown like certain things are just going purely online the nice thing about what happened with the microsoft closure is that they were able to retain most of the employees or offer their employees like um positions in like uh that that you don't have to be at the retail location to do so that was kind of a, a nice thing but uh we can kind of start going ahead and closing this one out for our first episode the there's been a few uh there's been a few game, game updates and announcements we can touch on briefly like you know star wars squadrons no one ever thought they were going to see uh additional content added but boy howdy, are they adding content and they're adding the content that we wanted uh being, being it's yeah. almost
2: it's almost like they read reddit or something <laughs>
0: yeah but i mean I just like you know you're you're launching a multiplayer like heavily focused game and you don't put in private lobbies or the ability to run tournaments that what kind of what kind of dumb is that so that's finally coming out along with a couple of new ship like um ships that you can fly and so on and so forth so yeah, i think by the end of the year that stuff's all going to be in so
2: i think the most ea thing that could happen is they'll be like yeah private lobbies with your ea game pass subscription yeah if you if you're paying for the EA Play Pro then you get the private lobbies in the Star Wars game.
0: So uh, that's, that's that's terrible. That's one of the, that's one of the bigger gaming news that, that I think of that I just like it's just it's shocking like how much, you know, people like Jim and myself were just like screaming like we need this content and there's been so many others out there and we keep getting shocked by all like the, the shills on YouTube that are like this game's great, it's going to be great for years to come and It's just like but it's not until they add something new. And well, here it is. They finally have added something new. So,
2: Yeah, because whenever, whenever they
1: that, weren't going to,
2: too. Yeah. Well, that that was the thing. Like, out the gate, they're like, no DLC, no nothing ever. We're done. We've moved on. You know, it's it's like, thanks for buying our game. Bye. And it was like, the guys on launch day are like, we're going to start doing tournaments. And it's like, well, how are you going to do tournaments? Well, we're going to all just kind of hit launch at the same time and hope
0: well the 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 rule set was that for that was is each team plays for three hours straight and then you tell up how many wins your team got for in those three hours and she's like what how do you how's that how's that that's not a good metric for anything no anyway yeah well
2: well, they went into the dictionary and changed the definition of the word tournament (laughs) because it's 2020 right and everything is kind of liquid now oh boy
1: i yeah i mean i'm excited i'm glad they saw the light right at the end of the day however we got there i'm glad that we're getting these features and the new content and i hope it continues to improve like i hope they realize there's an appetite for this stuff because clearly there is
0: yeah well all right guys final thoughts jim what are you playing these days i'm installing halo 4 right now nice we
2: want to play some halo 4
0: yeah we can play some i got it i got it installed yeah, about- and if
2: you're listening to this, you can uh, not play Halo Four with us because we won't be playing. It
0: forever. <laughs> yeah, we'll it's not uh, the live show. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not. We're, we're save live shows for special occasions. Melified, what are you playing these days?
1: I've been working my way through uh, AC Valhalla quite a bit. I've got yeah, I'm not super far into it, but I've been enjoying it. Um, Did you finally the- exhaust all the content in Disgaea Five? No, I, I'm still working through Disgaea 3, uh, which I had to pull out my PSTV to play because Disgaea 1, 2, 4, and 5 are on Steam, but not 3. Um, and it's funny because 3 is actually one of the better ones. So you'd think NISA, uh NIS America would, would get on that. But um, I still have that on my back burner. Um, I actually started playing Weirdly Fuser. I don't like music games generally. I'm just not coordinated that way. Um, I had friends that would just trash on, you know, Rock Band and Guitar Hero back in the day, uh, but it's never been my my scene. And I actually really having fun with with uh, Fuser. It's um, if you're familiar with Drop Mix, it's kind of like Drop Mix without all the hardware and the cards. It's just You get a bunch of songs. You bring your crate as your DJ, whichever songs you've picked, and you do a set. And you can go through like a kind of basic campaign, but you can also just sort of freestyle it and have fun with music and like combine different songs. And one of my, uh, it's just it's just fun. It's just neat to see what you can create. So um, I'm really enjoying it. It is not cheap Um, right now. If you want all of the hundred or so songs you need to buy the game vip version which is a hundred bucks and that gets you like 60 songs at 70 songs i think and then they have a season one pass that is uh another 50 and the first couple songs from that are out and they're going to be releasing more every every week so is, uh, is there something
2: special about the song that it ha like could let's say they built the game where it was like take any mp3 on your machine we'll scan your 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 music library and suck it in here or is it more like rock band where the song actually had to have like the guitar notes integrated into it so they had to do work to it or they they really just are they selling you the song for a dollar
1: no well they're two dollars each uh even better yeah, they break the song into its components. So the drum line, the bass guitar, the lead guitar, the vocals for rock, you know, pretty typically. Um, depending on the song, those might change either. You know, in some cases, there's two different drum lines. In some cases, there's a trumpet or like a horn section or um, one uh, Amy Lee's band. Um I can't, I can picture the cover of the album. I can't think of the the name of it, but, um, like that has a violin, uh, uh, section. So every song gets up to four sections and you drop those individually to remix it. So you could bring in the bassline from, uh, one song and the vocals from another, and it auto tunes the vocals. So they match the, the music, like it all sounds as good as it can the fact that Rick Astley's never going to give you up is one of the songs is one of my favorite things about the game. That's a blessing and a
2: curse, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Well, you, you can always, you know, uh, uh, Rick roll in the middle of your set and just have some fun with it. So
2: does it, does it allow like triggering where, I, and I don't mean like, you know, <laughs> triggering, but because yeah. when you're talking about Rick rolls, you have to be specific. Um, but like, could I actually like sample a chunk of vocal, and then trigger that in whenever i want to like i'm super cool freestyle and dj like making up my own shit kind of thing or do you have to just deal with their their stings and stuff that they put in uh,
1: the it's it's like you bring in the vocal line into the mix so you can pop it out or or bring in a different vocal line on top and replace the original one whenever you want but you don't necessarily have a preview to know where in the song the vocal line is, because oh, okay. it's just kind of playing on a giant loop. So that's gotcha.
2: Because I because I was watching a guy play it and I noticed like he he wasn't like listening to the track before he you know he didn't right. have to sync it or beat match it or anything. It was just like just grab it and drop it on there and it just works,
1: right? It, it they 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 do that on purpose. There are there is like the concept of dropping it in on the downbeat or at specific times and that kind of they walk you through all that in the tutorial um it's not bad it's basically just timing um but they kind of break every song up into you know measures and so it's at the end of the measure that you're you're dropping it in for sanity's sake i guess but but yeah, I mean, it's super, super interesting, fun, little diversion. It just kind of lets me shut my brain off, um, have some fun with music. There's a lot of songs on there that I I don't know. And there are a lot of songs that I love. So. Um, Groove is in the heart by Delight was one that I picked up in the uh, season pass, and I was like, that's my signature song right there. Boom. Do it. So I was having fun with it. And my wife oh. was just laughing uproariously at my little avatar like dancing around and doing his dj moves on the screen so okay, i yeah. may or may not have been doing those dj moves myself in the chair while i was playing i'm not gonna confirm or deny that that's oh. why you
2: need to stream with a
1: webcam <laughs> <laughs> so table ha- that that was probably more of an answer than maybe you were hoping for uh no that's that's it makes, planning, me, but... it makes me hopeful
2: for it to find out that D-Light is in there because it's like, yeah, that's my favorite era of music, you know, like unless yeah. you go back yeah. in the 70s with golden earring and shit. But but it's like for for my dance club phase. Right. It's like mm-hmm. that's that's where it was like you give me like D-Light and maybe like Mr. Vane in there Mm. and then i can i can work from this yeah well they
1: had like an ace of bass song there was um there's a couple different country tunes that kind of surprised me in there um there was a lot of like x gonna give it to you you know hip-hop stuff (laughs) but there's some latin there's some r&b they have a really good broad selection of music which i appreciated because it's not all just you know, club dance stuff. Uh, so is that is that like the S-rank boss fight at
2: the end of the game is you have to mix a mariachi band with the Daft Punk and make it
1: work? But one thing, one of the reviews pointed this out that I read on the game, and I think it's really profound. The game has no idea if the music you're making is actually good, right? Because <laughs> it's, I mean, it sounds okay, sort of, because it's all the correct notes mechanically because it's all auto-tuned together. But you can make some really bad music with this. You can also make some really cool stuff. So that's that's, you know, kind of the the fun and the horror of it. But the game just rewards yeah. you on the mechanical. Did you drop the the, you know, baseline in at the right time?
2: Yeah, but um, since it doesn't force you to do beat matching and, and stuff like that, and you don't have to sync the tracks, it's you can't have a true
1: train wreck. I'll try to record some of my, my worst creations and we'll, we'll debate that on a future podcast. How's that there okay. you go. challenge accepted?
0: That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, as for me, I've been playing, um, I've actually been going back and playing through, uh, Zelda wind waker. Um, uh, that was actually one of the Zelda games that I've not actually played through. So I've actually, uh, I've played through most of them. And so that was one that I haven't gone through. So, i've been going back
2: on the are you playing it on the gamecube or are you like dos or uh dolphin mu that thing or what well
0: i've I've, i own like three different versions of the game physically so i've got it emulated on my dolphin emulator and so i've been playing through that um and it's been pretty nice um as i'm actually playing it through the Simi emulator because it's the h the the wind waker hd version um so
1: oh that's such a great game
0: it is um, and I've been really really enjoying it so I've been going through that. And again, this is, you know, I I'm, I'm I you know, this is me doing it legally like I own real copies mm-hmm. of it. So
1: uh, one of yeah. the stats that I love from the early Switch era was that um you know, they talk about penetration or or sales of games relative to the number of consoles and Breath of the Wild sold over 100% penetration because it was so hard to get a switch but people got the game anticipating when they get the switch they actually had sold more copies of the game than there were systems at one
0: point that's interesting
1: was that mostly in detroit (laughs) Uh,
0: so so i um i played uh, jeez i played i've been playing through that and i've also been doing a lot of like sea of thieves and a bunch of other stuff on the pc and uh, i've been dabbling a little bit in some forza horizon 4 which is a lot of fun um, really, kind of been falling back in love with my uh, Xbox One X now that I've got this new Elite Series Two controller, which is actually really nice. Um, so shout out to whoever got me that. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so this is uh, this has been our first episode, guys. I really appreciate everybody who's uh, taken an interest and listened. If you've listened this far, then thank you for sticking through it. Um, we plan on definitely moving forward with more episodes in the future with uh, more different types of segments and sections, but it's really uh, just us to talk about current events and gaming and what's going on in our community, and uh, so really wet behind the, the, the ears, and we're really excited about it. What what you got, Melified?
1: I, I was going to throw out, so I am going to uh, gift you guys a game. And what I would like us to do is find some time to play at multiplayer and talk about it on uh, an upcoming podcast. Okay, okay, but only if we get to do an entire episode on B-Simulator. <laughs> B-Simulator. Uh, I'm not sure is... I'm ready to commit to that. I, I
2: B-Simulator say... is ridiculous. It's just, yeah, watch some gameplay video of that thing. Uh, there's there's I... a
0: dev- there's a There's an indie developer I know who made a game called Hive Time, which is actually a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that's on itch. I I have that. I uh, haven't yeah. gotten around to it, but yeah, I have it yeah. installed to play.
0: I've I've, we've, I've I've had a nice chat with the developer. He's a really cool guy, so it's a fun, it's a fun one.
1: Yeah. And
2: and by the way, I'm not dissing on B Simulator. I'm actually like shocked. Like I played a little bit of it last night and I was just like this game is shockingly lit. For Nice. Years.
1: Nice. I I saw that it was coming out, but I haven't uh, I haven't tried it. So Yeah, I'll and it sure. and it's
2: it's so G rated. Like I was, I was doing obnoxious things, right? Like you're, you're flying around, and I'm just discovering the game. So it's, it's tutorializing me at the beginning. So it hasn't even talked about, like I have a stinger or anything yet, but it, I'm a B i am a bee. I know I got. So I'm, I'm playing this and, and my wife's watching me play this. And she's like, Hey, can you sting that kid over there? And I flew over and I was like stinging this kid on the forehead. She's like, how come you're not dead? Like you only get one shot. Right. And it's like, well, you know, some concessions were made for what, but then they're, they're having like a party in the park. And I realized like, well they had like balloons floating you know tied up around the party and i was just like i wonder if i can pop those balloons with my stinger and and i could and it was just like wow the game didn't really react to it it just let me do it you know no positive or negative to it but it was just like okay that's so dumb that it's great
0: that's awesome all
1: right something to look well, forward to
0: for sure for sure well um Yeah, this has been episode one of the Otherworlds GG community cast. You guys can find us over on gilded.otherworlds.gg. And we'll see you guys out there. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you.